Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today on Sanctified in Truth, we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 11, as we think about how to pray to overcome spiritual lethargy. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Sometimes in our Christian lives, we can feel stagnant. We can plateau. It's not that we do wrong things, but perhaps we fail to do the right thing. There's not necessarily regression, but neither is there progress. A situation like that seems to be the occasion for the letter to the church at Philippi. There were several events in the life of the church that could have served a discouragement to them, not the least of which was Paul's imprisonment. While the church seemed to be pretty healthy, there were a few issues that needed addressing, and so the book is written to encourage their continuing spiritual maturity and growth and warn against any sort of stagnation. The prayer at the beginning of the book can be seen then as a prayer for pushing us past lulls in our spiritual lives. So what then does Paul encourage us to pray as we seek to grow? Well, if we want to grow, we need to pray for discernment to know and do what is best. Paul prays that they would grow in a love, but not just some sentimental love, a love that's constrained by a knowledge of the gospel and with moral insight. The love that Paul prays for is a love that seeks to do what is best, not out of guilt or obligation that only avoids doing what's wrong. This isn't just about avoiding doing something that's sinful, but about using our time to do what is best as we pursue Christ. It's not about simply maintaining our faith. It's about improving our walks with Christ. We need a discernment that examines what we do, what we read, who we're with, how we spend our money, and that discernment that always strives to do what is best and most honoring to God. A second thing we can pray to push us through spiritual stagnation is that we remember who we are. Paul's prayer to be pure and blameless until the day of Christ is not a warning that the day of judgment is approaching. It's an encouragement. He's saying in anticipation of being made fully like Christ, we now need to pursue the fruit of the Spirit. If heaven is our home and heaven is the home of righteousness, then we should pursue righteousness now. Paul understands that righteousness is not a product of greater effort, but of yielding to the work of God. And that's why he prays this. He's praying that we will be now as we one day will be. Praying with an eye to our ultimate destination is a way we keep pushing forward and never settle. The third thing that Paul prays is for pure motives. He prays that we're presented blameless to the glory and praise of God. Righteousness is not about elevating oneself. It's not about getting rewards. Righteousness is about honoring God. And part of the reason that discouragement and sluggishness creeps into Christian lives is because we do things for the wrong reasons, even good things. For instance, we may serve in a church, but we may do so for recognition. And if that's the case, we're only happy to the extent that we're recognized. 
If we do the right thing so that God will bless us, we're only happy to the extent that we're satisfied with the blessings we get from God. However, if our motivation is that God is glorified and praised, then we will always be joyful because our actions are an act of praise themselves in a way we glorify God. As you pray, pray for pure and Christ-honoring motives. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage call me to think and praise God about regarding His character or actions? Paul prays that we would be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus. Jesus is not just the one who helps our righteousness. He's the one who enables us with this fruit of righteousness. What, remind, he, what this reminds us is that righteousness is not something that's endemic to us. It's something that's gifted to us. Jesus, as the righteous one who perfectly followed the will of the Father, is able and willing to gift us with the fruit of righteousness because He is overflowing with righteousness. We praise God that we know a request for righteousness will always be answered with a resounding yes, and there's nothing in us that is so broken that Jesus' perfect righteousness cannot still work to conform us to His image. The second thing we need to ask is, what do I need to pray for my own heart and life? Praying for motives is a frequently neglected but completely necessary prayer. When we pray for our motives, it demonstrates a total willingness to honor God. God knows our hearts And when we pray for our motives to be pure, we're inviting Him to search us and make us better. A true desire for righteousness realizes that there's no such thing as partially righteous. And it desires righteousness down to our very core. And that starts with our motives. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage teach me to pray? When we're plateauing in our relationship with Christ, prayer is the antidote. We must come to God and ask for help in these times. We can't power ourselves out of these listless seasons, but God desires to help us. We don't have to hide our weakness from Him. We bring our weakness to Him. Only when I admit my weakness will I seek His strength. If prayer is about dependence, then I come to God in prayer to seek His help, and He will always show Himself more and more gracious. And as a result of him showing himself more and more gracious, I grow ever closer to him, and my awe for him ever increases. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we'll discuss Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Today as we close, I want to close with a prayer by the hymn writer Augustus Toplady. He writes, O Lord, we desire to adore your name, which is excellent in all the earth and whose glory is above the heavens. You are the maker and disposer of all things, and for your sovereign pleasure it is that they still exist and were at first created. Your hands have made and fashioned us, and all that we enjoy comes from you. As we are the workmanship of your power, O make us likewise your spiritual workmanship, created anew in Christ Jesus, unto holiness and true righteousness. 
Give proof that you have formed us for yourself by causing us to show forth your praise and making us live to glory as we do every day live upon your bounty. Amen.